0: The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So that is the architecture we've talked about so far, and that is basically up to Windows 8. And now let's see basically how the architecture changed, evolved towards Windows 10, where we basically now see that we can have this universal Windows platform so that all applications can run on all these different um, versions um, of Windows 10 on different devices. So, um, yeah, I know the graphics is not really uh, great here, but I couldn't uh, get a better image. Uh, But let's start here with um, the era of um, Xbox 360 and and Windows uh, Phone 7.5 and and pre-Windows 8, basically. As you can see, we have three different threads, basically, here. They are still uh, separated. Um, What Windows Phone... 7.5, 7.5, and I think the Xbox 360 introduced was the new modern look and feel. So at that point, at Windows, at the time of Windows 7, uh, that was not available to the desktop yet. Now, at this point here, when Windows 8 was introduced, we basically have um, yeah also the Xbox 1 and Windows Phone 1. So basically, at least from the look and feel that I have on the console, on the desktop and on my phone, the modern look is available. So basically from the outside it looks like they are kind of like similar but still under the hood technically there are a lot of differences between these three different platforms the next merge then basically comes here with windows 8.1 and windows phone 8.1 where now basically as i said they can share the same win rt um api and that means um with this converged app model, we can now have universal applications. So the developer uh, the uh, developer can basically um, implement an application and target at both platforms, and basically the same code can be reused. All what you need to do basically is do slight modifications in your user interface because the UI should be optimized for a small screen on the phone and a bigger screen on, on your tablet or um, PC. Um, but... Um, a lot of code is basically shared across these um, two um, platforms. Still, at this point, we have two separate binaries. So there's one application for Windows Phone 8.1 and one application for Windows 8.1. And now that changes with Windows 10 because now all these different threads, as you can see, they basically come together. And there's also another one called Windows on Devices here, which is basically all other stuff like Surface Hub, Internet of Things, HoloLens. This is now one unique Windows 10 core, basically. And an application that you write for this new so-called universal Windows platform will run on all these different devices that run Windows 10. And it is one single binary that you have. No different versions, basically, compiled versions. Technically, everything is in one uh, binary. I think applications now have the extensions .fx or something. Um, And you can get these applications based on the universal Windows platform, uh, legally at least, only from the Windows Store, Uh, unless you have an enterprise program uh, where you might sideload applications differently. Um, So what kind of devices are actually supported by this universal Windows platform? So here you can basically see a bunch of different things. Um, This is like a more... um, you also can see different scaling of the user interfaces and this is more like the abstract um, representation. So, of course, we have the PC and the PC basically includes these uh, typically a desktop, um, a laptop and um, yeah, convertibles. Then we have the mobile um, devices which is uh, basically smartphones and tablets. Um, and then we have the Xbox which is the gaming console that you probably know. The Surface Hub, as I said, is this... Gigantic, uh, multi-touch surface, I think uh, 55 inches or something or even, even larger. Then HoloLens is um, the um, yeah, AR um, headset. You basically have um, yeah holographic applications. But also uh, smaller devices like um, the Raspberry Pi where you basically don't really have a lot of Yeah, input from the user, but it's more like sensors that you have connected to your microcontroller. They can read data and they can do something with it. And you can just write Windows applications also for these microcontrollers. Um, You can also uh, have a GUI representation. Not entirely sure if it's the case for this one here, but this looks to me like Raspberry Pi connected to a monitor here, uh, where you basically see this is a some kind of um, status display basically showing me the time, maybe some weather information and stuff like this, I can connect my Raspberry Pi to a screen and show a graphical user interface in the modern look and feel. And I even have mouse input supported there if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so what kind of features are all supported that, that the universal apps can basically use is, well, um, they can make use of adaptive, uh, adaptive user interfaces. We'll talk about that later. Um, Different input techniques like pen input, um, speech input uh, with Cortana, for example, Uh, visual input uh, like with cameras and Windows Hello for authentication, mouse input, of course. You just have one SDK, the Windows SDK, and um, one set of tools, Visual Studio, that you use to write your applications. You deliver um, everything to one store, the Windows Store, and you can also make use of the cloud services that Microsoft provides. Um, what you can see here from these small images is that um, basically the usage of the adaptive user interface. So on a TV, the interface looks different than on a PC, it looks different than on a tablet, it looks different uh, on a smartphone, for example. And we will see how we can um, bring that into account. So next, I would like to show you a video, about three minutes uh, from Microsoft on the universal Windows platform design. So what is basically intended to do and how um, the UI could or should look like on different devices and how it can be adapted basically.
1: The Universal Windows platform provides the building blocks you need to create elegant and adaptive Windows apps that look great on a wide variety of devices. First, UWP automatically adjusts the size of the controls fonts, and other UI elements so that they are legible on all devices. UWP uses a new effective pixel system to achieve this. UI elements are automatically optimized for perceived size, so that a 15-pixel font on a Surface Hub 10 feet away is just as legible as a 15-pixel font on a smartphone in your hand. With this, you can ignore details like pixel density and screen resolution and focus on how you want the app to look. Second, UWP's universal input system automatically understands a variety of input from different devices. You don't have to worry about how your UI responds to the tap of a finger, a mouse click, or an air tap on a HoloLens. It just works. Third, UWP apps come with a set of universal controls and styles. Universal controls work well on any type of Windows device. They adapt to the different screen sizes and different input modes on each device. Our built-in universal styles come in two themes, light and dark. These styles use a Segoe-based font that looks crisp at all sizes, supports high contrast modes and supports adapting your app to other languages. You can ship your app with these styles and it will look great, or you can use these styles as a starting point and add your own personality to the look and feel you might want to optimize the use of screen space, take advantage of specific sensors, or tailor the experience for a specific type of input. If this is the case, there are some techniques to help you design your app for a specific screen size. We call these techniques the six Rs. Depending on whether a screen is portrait or landscape, you may want to reposition some content. It may be easier to scroll content vertically on one device and horizontally on another. If you have a larger screen, you may want to resize some elements and adjust margins and spacing. This may improve readability and comfort. There may also be times you want to reflow content, by adding another column if the screen size allows it. Also dependent on the size of the screen is whether you reveal or hide some elements. In tighter spaces, you might want to hide controls until needed, whereas on a larger screen, they could always be visible. In some cases, you may want to replace or re-architect some UI. You may want to change how you dive deeper into data and take advantage of the layout of the screen. The Universal Windows platform takes you a long way in creating apps that run great on
0: all Windows-powered devices. So, as you can see, uh, you have to adapt your UI to the different um, devices that are there, and, and some of these things you get for free Uh, and other things you have to take care of by yourself um, similar to what you know from uh, designing a universal application for iPad and iOS for example. This content was provided by RWTH Aachen University.